Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey guys, my name is Toby and welcome back to Storytime. Unfortunately, Steven's internet and power was cut out by Hurricane Ian, so I'm helping him out and covering as he didn't want you guys to miss a video. So without further ado, let's get into the story. One question I ask my friend constantly is how do I help someone who doesn't want to be helped? And we all came up with the same answer. At the end of the day, just be there for them. Well, I was there for my older sister, but being there wasn't going to be enough for her. So I went extra and did something petty and childish and I don't regret it one bit. My sister is a typical old time Southern belle who doesn't see much else to life other than being happily married and grooming children. And I couldn't be any more opposite than that, which is why her husband didn't like me when they started dating. In the same way my sister was taught to be modest, polite, and quiet, Eric was taught to expect complete submission and humility from his wife, and when they met, my sister said it felt like a match made in heaven. But unless your definition of heaven is going to work as a receptionist by 7 in the morning after making breakfast for your husband who doesn't have to go to work at his dad's tractor renting business until 9, there was not a lot of heaven love in their relationship and there was even less of any type of love in their marriage. But my sister, let's call her Morgan, was in love with the perfect picture of white picket fence and not much else inside the house. So she wasn't seeing any of the red flags I saw when he insisted that she did all the planning for their dates and refused to let her buy anything without asking him for permission when they had been dating for a few months. I did my best to show her how different things could be whenever I and my boyfriend were around. I subtly hinted at all the ways I was independent and our relationship was made better because of it. At first, my sister just thought I was trying to make her feel jealous and she didn't speak to me for a few days after the first time I brought my boyfriend to the house. But later, she ignored every way I tried to let her know that she could aim for better in her relationship. She was happy and my suggestions were a waste of time, so I stopped. And then Eric proposed to her, and I knew it'd only be a matter of time before the abuse became more evident and damaging. But Morgan didn't see it that way. He was the perfect husband to give her the perfect lifestyle she wanted for herself, and I was simply the irritating, rebelling sister that wanted to give her unrealistic ideas. I don't like Eric, I never did, but I love my sister and her happiness would always come first to me, so I pretended to be happy when she showed me the engagement ring, and I pretended to be okay with it when she said she didn't want a bridal shower because Eric did didn't want her doing anything wrong before their wedding. My sister was a virgin at 26. Eric was the first man she had seriously dated and she was heading towards the life she had always dreamed of with our parents. Even though they had died in a car accident when she was 20 and I was 18, my sister was still devout to living out their dreams. And she didn't see any part of it as a sacrifice to her own desires or the desires she could find if she chose to live outside the box that they had created for her. Eric knew he was in full control of the narrative of my sister's life and he was willing to do everything and anything to keep it that way. Especially when it came to keeping us apart because I was a bad influence for convincing my sister to get a haircut without letting him know one time. But we are literally all we have left so he couldn't push me out of their lives without being too obvious about it. And while my sister is stuck in her way too traditional ways, she's protective of me and our relationship so she would definitely react as strongly if Eric had made it a point to tell her she couldn't interact with me. 
So instead, he got her a job at his friend's office building, despite the fact that she had a degree in education, to make sure he could keep tabs on whether or not I was visiting her at work. Of course, my sister didn't think those were his intentions, and she thought he just wanted her to pursue a more professional career path. Anyway, my sister and I's relationship got more strained as her relationship with Eric continued, and when they got married, she not so subtly told me that she had new responsibilities and we would have to adjust around them. I was still holding out hope for her to wake up and see how messed up it was to be a fully doting wife when she was capable of doing so much more, but I celebrated her at the wedding and reminded her that I would always be there for her. And when she called a few months later to tell me she was pregnant, I was in tears. I was glad that she would have someone delicate to care for, maybe it would help her see how careless she was being with her own self-worth around Eric, and maybe it would wake up the protective maternal instincts in her to keep her child far away from Eric and his backwards ideas. So I told her I could come stay with her for a few months before the due date so that she wasn't overwhelmed by everyday chores that she had to deal with, especially with the fact that Eric's younger brothers had moved into their house about a month before their wedding. She was already doing too much for the family, but telling her that would mean dealing with a cold shoulder for a few weeks after. And it just wasn't worth it, but when I suggested coming over to help, she initially refused, despite the fact that I told her work wasn't a problem since I could design from anywhere. She was adamant, and I knew why. Eric would no sooner shoot himself in the foot than allow me to live in his house, but the choice was soon taken out of his hands when my sister's doctor said that she had a high risk of losing the pregnancy if she didn't have mandatory bed rest leading up to the delivery. If there was anything Eric hated more than me, it was the idea of failing at something like starting his family, and that's how I ended up spending three months at my sister's house with her husband and his brothers. And it was the worst type of nightmare. I wasn't going to do everything my sister did for them while she was at 100% health, but even the bare minimum I did like making meals and loading up the laundry felt like grossly underpaid labour. I offered to hire a help to make things easier, but my sister reminded me that Eric didn't believe in having non-technical help. So I powered through all the nastiness of the situation and ranted about it to my boyfriend at every possible time because I love my sister and I didn't want her to push herself beyond limits. And more importantly, I know that if she had lost a baby, Eric would have found a way to blame her and make her life even worse. My sister appreciated what I did. She saw what the work she had been putting in looked like from the outside, and I know she realized it wasn't an ideal situation, but she was never going to let go of the picture-perfect family just because of a crack in the frame. I knew it, so I let her live the reality she chose. But then her pregnancy hormones started raging in extremes. She had the weirdest constant craving for avocados and peanut butter on unsalted potato chips, and every time she wanted it, I ran to the store to stock the cabinets with them because the cravings typically lasted about three days at a time. But there was a day when I had to help her unload the baby's cradle that had been delivered to the house and then set it up because Eric's brothers were useless for anything except video games. I was busy directing the delivery men to the nursery when my sister texted and said that she was craving her weird combo so bad she could cry. I thought she was joking and I told her that I'd be done in about an hour and I could run to the store, but when she didn't respond to my text I decided to check in and see if she had slept off mid-text. And that's when I found her full-scale sobbing. At first, I thought it was because she was really craving the snack, but after about 30 minutes of rubbing her back and consoling her, she told me that she felt alone, and I understand what she was talking about, but I knew that discussing it with her at that moment wouldn't bring any valid outcomes. So I tried calling and texting Eric to help her get the avocados and stuff from the store, but he didn't respond. 
About three hours later, my sister had calmed down and fallen into such a deep sleep that I knew she was just point blank emotionally exhausted. The cradle was all set up and I made dinner for the house, but I felt like a trigger waiting to go off because I wanted to see if Eric had bothered to grab the stuff I'd text him about. He turned up empty handed, no surprises there, and completely unapologetic, and that's when I lost it. It wasn't necessarily my place, but I let him know that the barest minimum to do for someone you claim to love was prioritizing their well-being, and his response was, what do you think you're here for? I may have suspected it, but up until that moment, it didn't really consciously occur to me that Eric married my sister for convenience. No longing, no love, no care, just an agreeable woman with the right type of background to not bring stain to his family. And that pissed me off. My sister wasn't just a baby birthing vessel to grow out their family tree, but I couldn't do anything about it if she was okay being there, or at least I couldn't do anything major. The next incident that happened during my stay at their house was when my sister, feeling fuzzy and maternal with her overflowing hormones, told me she would like to have a gender reveal party. It wasn't very traditional, but it wasn't so outrageous that I'd expect Eric to refuse. But I guess because it wasn't a suggestion from him, he was quick to dismiss it. If I want to know my child's gender, I'll find it out from the doctor by myself. And it shattered my sister's heart. She hadn't had a bridal shower or a baby shower since Eric had pretty much kept her tucked away in his own world since they got married. And she was really excited about the possibility of having a nice party to welcome her child into the world. But Eric didn't have any concern for her feelings, so his word was final. Of course she agreed, but I knew she was broken. And it had got even worse when they got back from the next hospital appointment and she told me Eric had told the doctor to check and confirm the baby's gender. They were having a boy and Eric was excited. But my sister didn't get what she wanted, the only thing she had exclusively asked for in their relationship, and I wasn't going to let that slide. The day after I found out the gender of the baby, I went to the store and bought as much blue glitter as I could find with the right amount of glue to pair it with. Then I told Eric I need his car to pick up some baby items for my sister, and I guess he was coming off the high of knowing his first child would be a son because he didn't interrogate me as I had expected he would. I drove to the next street and parked the car before dumping the glue all over the seat and the steering wheel. Then I poured out pack after pack of blue glitter on every surface of the car that I could reach. When I was satisfied with the results, I took a picture of the car and drove it back to the house and told Eric to come and help me offload the baby stuff. As soon as he saw the insides of his precious car, Eric's face first paled out and then almost immediately he went red with anger and I told him, congratulations, it's a boy. Did I do this without thinking of the aftermath? Yes. Did I do it anyway? Yes. I told Eric that I'd had enough of his BS, and if he so much laid a finger on my sister or the child, I would personally unleash social services on him. Never one to get his reputation tainted, Eric looked stunned at the threat and he just went back inside the house. I refused to pay for the damages like he demanded as I insisted I would report him for abuse and he had spent the next month being humiliated as he drove himself and his brother to and from work in his bright blue glittering car. It clearly got to him as well as he refused to use the car for anything but work as he clearly didn't want to be seen in it. And on top of that, the glue had reached its way inside of the car and damaged a lot of the buttons, the radio and the steering wheel. So after a few weeks, it was pretty undrivable. 
Whoops. I know it's not enough to get my sister out of the situation, but I showed her the picture of Eric's car and told her I made sure she got the gender reveal regardless. It was not very significant, but I wanted her to know she could find support with me. And for now, a glittered car will have to be enough to show it. If my brother-in-law didn't want to have a gender reveal party and he chose to be petty about it, I could give my sister back up and be petty about it too. I don't know about you guys, personally, I think I would have done a lot more to Eric. I think the revenge was good though, like, I don't think I would want to be driving around in a bright blue glittery car. And also at least the fact that the car kind of like broke down in the end, that definitely makes this revenge a little bit more worth it. But yeah, it's definitely difficult when you've got somebody in that kind of situation who doesn't realize how bad the situation they're in is. You do really want her to like kind of get out of that relationship, but the Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Same time, yeah, you really can't force it. And if they don't want to be, they don't want to be. Overall, it's a really difficult situation. What do you guys think? Let me know down below. This was how my sister and I got back at my stepmother for being a controlling, vile person. My sister and I were not friends at all growing up. We had different interests and friends, and that was the first thing that drove a wedge between us. My sister was a party animal, the life of every party. She always had friends around and was always doing some fun social activities or the other. I, on the other hand, just wanted to sit in my room all day reading fiction books and fantasizing about the characters in my novels. I had one friend though, a guy. We had been friends since he was little, but at some point he got a girlfriend and we had to chill out on hanging out together because he didn't want to offend his girlfriend. Did that bother me? Maybe a little, but I had my books so I didn't care so much. My sister tried many times to get me to go out with her to one of her parties, but my answer was always no. Her friends were way too loud and I couldn't handle that. My sister is almost two years older. She could barely crawl when our mum got pregnant with me. My mum dresses as twins as kids because back then we'd looked alike. Now we don't. My sister is quite petite and has a heart-shaped face like our mum. I, on the other hand, are tall, slim and have a round face like our dad. Our parents were separated for a year before finally getting a divorce. Our mum dealt with alcoholism for years. She went to rehab but went back to drinking soon after she got out. It was a very tough period for our family. At some point, she started sneaking out to bars with guys she met in her recovery group. My dad was pissed. He couldn't move past that and soon after, he announced to us that he was ending his marriage to her. We supported him because he's made so much sacrifice for her and he was not happy in their marriage. After the divorce, naturally, my dad got custody of us. My mum did not contest it. She went back to her mum's house and has been trying to recover ever since. 
My dad was so scarred by his marriage to my mum that he could not bring himself to date anyone for a full year. His twin sister tried to set him up a couple of times, but he'd avoid the topic or blatantly refuse. She got tired and gave up. Even my sister tried to set him up with her best friend's mum, but my dad was not having any of it. I appreciate that you care about me, but I'll find a woman in my own time, okay? He would say to my sister every time she brought it up. She just wanted my dad to be happy, and whenever she said this, my dad would respond that he was very happy with his princesses. When my dad finally started dating a school teacher who was in his age bracket, my sister and I were elated. When can we meet her? My sister asked in incitement. When it's time, I will introduce you. My dad didn't want us to be invested in any woman until he was sure about her, so we did not meet her until much later. When we met her, my sister disliked her. I chalked her dislike up to the fact that she wanted our dad to date someone else and shrugged it off. My sister did say that there was something off about dad's girlfriend. I felt she was being overly eager to please us too, but I thought she was just nervous being around teenage kids and trying to win our approval. She soon started pressuring dad about marriage. When our dad asked us about her, I thought it was too early, but my dad was happy with her, so I gave him my blessing. My sister did too, albeit reluctantly. A year later, they got married. My dad got a huge promotion at work and we moved into a bigger and finer house. I was happy about what was going on in our lives. My dad had finally remarried and was happy. I had a bigger room and my mum was getting better. My sister and I visited my mum frequently. She had just left rehab and was in good shape. She had also volunteered at the local church her mum attended and was starting to have a light in her eyes and a spring in her step. The world looked bright again until I started getting foul energy from my stepmom. She hated when my dad paid attention to us. She would roll her eyes and wear a frown. It was as though she saw us as a competitor. It was silly. Everything about my stepmom didn't seem right. She would try and tell us what to do, enforce discipline and order around us. The worst of it all was her habitual lying and exaggerating. She would exaggerate something we had done to my dad to get him really mad at us. On one such occasion, my sister returned from a party on a Friday night. She had a little alcohol to drink and my stepmom perceived it when my sister stopped by the kitchen to get a water before going up to her room. My dad was on a night shift that night, but when he returned the next morning, my stepmom told him my sister came in drunk. This triggered my dad and understandably so. He had dealt with an alcoholic wife for years and it terrified him that his daughter was drinking so much that she got drunk. I heard him call out to my sister from the living room. She met him at the foot of the stairs and he started to yell at her. I had to rush down from my room. I had never heard my dad yell so loudly at any of us. He kept screaming at her and saying that she was going to be like my mum. My sister burst into tears and ran upstairs to her room, slamming the door loudly behind her. My stepmom was close to him, egging him to go on after my sister. My dad ignored her and said, you spoil these girls. I quietly went back to my room. I blamed my sister that day though. I did not say anything to her. She knew how much our family had been through trying to rescue mum. It was too insensitive of her to go out and have so much to drink. My sister and I never spoke about the incident. I guess she knew I judged her even though I did not say anything to her. My stepmom and sister kept having too many altercations and my dad was fed up. He sided with my sister most of the time because, let's face it, my stepmom was always tripping. She would refuse to speak to him whenever my dad did not support her in her argument and they would fight over it. At some point, my dad stopped supporting my sister. My stepmom probably said or did something that got to him. She has so much power and started to behave as though she was our mother. 
She would even threaten to ground my sister. She avoided me though, or I avoided her. I never had any reason to quarrel with her. I was mostly always on my own anyway. Things remained like this until they did not. My sister and I went out with my mum. She was in town and we were just too happy to see her. When my dad came to pick us up from the hotel, we managed to convince him to let us have dinner with our mum before we left. I called my dad aside and asked him to eat dinner with us. He obliged me. The four of us had dinner that night and it was great. It was like how things used to be. The four of us at a table eating and bonding. I noticed a visible frown on my stepmom's face that night when we returned home. My dad had gone aside earlier at the hotel to let her know we would all be returning later so I didn't understand her attitude. Ever since she started antagonizing me as she did to my sister, she would yell at me randomly and try and order me around. I had to set her straight one day. I told her she was not my mum. Quit trying to boss me around, I yelled at her when she kept asking me questions about the shorts I was putting on. That night when my dad returned home from work, he came into my room and asked that I never speak rudely to his wife again. I was pissed. I turned my face away from him and didn't say as much as a word. That day, I understood that my stepmom was an insecure woman. The only reason she was so mad at me was that my dad had mentioned that I was the one who convinced him to have dinner with our mum. My sister came in soon after and asked about what happened. She had heard my stepmom telling my dad that I was very rude to her and that I had told her to have her own child to boss around. I was shocked. I never mentioned anything about her having her own child. I had only told her to quit bossing me around. You know they're trying for a child, right? My sister asked. I didn't know that my dad and stepmom were trying to have a baby. I figured maybe my stepmom was being very erratic because she was very sad about not having a child of her own yet. I tried to be nicer to my stepmom after that, but it was too difficult. She always looked very bitter and angry. She had a permanent scowl on her face. I just actively avoided her and advised my sister to do the same. Despite our avoidance, my stepmom was still very bitchy. She lied to our dad so much that we started to wonder if she was just a pathological liar. She did not just lie to our dad. Whenever our aunt, my dad's twin, came around, she had some untrue story to tell about how we treat her. My dad started to notice her weird behavior too. He would caution her when she yelled and tell her that he does not believe any of us would do or say anything she said we had done or said. That usually got her crying and all of that. The last straw for me was when she talked my dad into canceling my birthday party. She said she was stressed from all her drugs and didn't want any noise from teenagers. I had made it clear that I was inviting just the people to my book club. It was going to be a quiet, boring party. In fact, my sister had joked that the party was an old English ladies' tea party. My stepmom refused and my dad supported her. Honey, consider moving your party forward, my dad finally said. Then it would not be my birthday, I protested. My dad was too tired to even listen to me or my stepmom. He didn't want to offend his wife, but also didn't want to hurt me. Ever since that happened, I actively looked for ways to get back at my stepmom. I went into my sister's room one day to discuss my revenge plan with her. She was surprised that I could be so vengeful. I didn't know you had it in you, was her comment. She then confided in me about suspecting that my stepmom and our family doctor were having an affair. I was scandalized. Are you sure about this? Yes, I've seen them flirt. Remember when dad was at hospital for some days? They were almost all over each other. They may have flirted with each other, but that doesn't mean they're having an affair. My sister smiled and said that she was sure that something was going on. We decided to tell our dad, even if she wasn't having an affair with him. She was flirting with him and it was wrong. Plus, we wanted her out of our lives anyway, and we didn't mind exaggerating a bit. We didn't want to just go on to tell my dad, so we planned to start an argument whenever we were all eating together and then bring it up. I had cold feet at some point, but that week my stepmom called me a little witch, which certainly strengthened my resolve to get her in trouble with my dad. 
She was a pathological liar, so it won't hurt to be the one that's been lied against this time. We were having dinner one evening when my sister asked my dad if she could go to a party the next day. My dad was about to respond when my stepmom cut in. You know your grades have been low, so... Shut up, my sister exclaimed. Watch your tone, young lady, my dad said sternly. Why do you act like my mum? I said suddenly. My dad turned to me. He looked surprised, like he didn't know I could speak or something. You're not our mum, and you're cheating on our dad with Dr. B anyway. The entire room went silent. When no one was saying anything, I stood quietly and left. I heard my sister leave the dining room. Some minutes later, I saw my dad getting into his car. He drove off and didn't return until the next day. My dad did not come up to ask me why I said that or whether or not it was true until a week later. He asked me to be honest with him and tell him why I made such accusations. Well, I told him my sister had caught them flirting with each other and she told me. My dad never really told us what happened to this day, but my sister and I learned from their arguments that my stepmom and the doctor shared kisses at different times. She confessed to my dad thinking that we knew something. Even my sister, who had seen him flirting, was shocked. It turned out our lie was not a lie after all. Not too long after that, my dad actually asked for a separation from her, and she agreed. They never fixed the things. But they didn't get a proper divorce until a few years later. On one hand, I kind of feel bad for the stepmom because it's always difficult kind of coming into a new family, knowing where the boundaries are, but also, why, like, why, why does she need to lie so much? She just seems so unnecessary. Anyway, unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. Hopefully, Steven will be back by tomorrow and we'll be back to normal video lengths. But more importantly, I'm hoping he's okay and everybody else who's been affected by the hurricane. Anyway, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this video and see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.